Hi, I'm Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America. Are you a professional new to the United States and struggling to monetize the expertise you brought across the seas? Are you feeling misunderstood and out of touch because you're struggling to understand the unstated rules of the American culture? Each week, we'll take an in-depth look at the positive contributions immigrants are making to the American culture, marketplace, and life. Our intention is to serve as a bridge from your culture to the American culture, giving you a roadmap of tools and the language to understand the unstated rules of the American culture. Let's get started. Hello, listeners, and thanks for joining us again to another episode of the Immigrant Experience in America, where we amplify and humanize the experiences of immigrants in the United States. Join us as we create a human library of immigrant stories in the United States. Be sure to subscribe to us to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen so that you do not miss an episode. I'm Simone, your host, and thanks for joining. Today we have for you Authorine Walker. Welcome, Authorine. Thank you for inviting me on. Okay, I look forward to hearing your amazing story. How are you doing today? I don't know. I'm a little frustrated, but I'm going on. Yes, yes. Tell me what's going on. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I had a tough day this morning. so uh, But I'm doing well because I'm happy to be on the line with you. Okay. So can you share with us a little bit about your, um, your bio and, and what you're involved in currently? I know you're a busy woman. Yes, well, um, I, I work with Shelter Sister. I also am a part of the Englewood program where I reach out and help to others. I'm also a chaplain and a full-time teacher in the public school. And name it, I'm involved in it. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Um, you've been quite, you had a busy weekend and um, can you share with us, um, you did share with me that you, uh, for, about your educational uh, background, can you share with us a little bit about that and, and how did that go for you? Well, as an immigrant, I came here, started out at the nursing home, $3 an hour and decided to go back to school after being a teacher in Jamaica for most, more than 10 years, Kingston Technical High. I went back to school and completed two bachelor's degree, two master's and my doctorate. And I'm about to retire in June after 26.5 years in the high school as an English language and psychology teacher. Okay, what did you study? What were, you, what were your bachelor and master's degree in? I did special ed, I did linguistic uh, knowledge, I did psychology, and uh, end up with my doctorate degree in counseling. Okay, very good. So you mentioned a little bit that you are from Jamaica. Is there a, a story surrounding that and, and what brought you to the United States? Yeah, well, I was a teacher in Jamaica at Kingston Technical High, and I decided I'm the mother of four children, 
and thought I wanted just a break to know what the American lifestyle was like. And when I came one summer, I decided to give up my job there and to make a better life for my children in particular. So I came here as an illegal immigrant, struggled like everyone else, um, had no special place of living, so I have to live in seven days a week. It was no easy task, and um, you're pushed in the basement, and so many things happen that it's too complex to even go through the whole matter in one day, but there are times when you had to look at yourself and do some self-actualization. How am I feeling today? Could be ecstatic, another time I become confused, could be exhausted, angry, frustrated, sad, enraged, ashamed. All of the balls of emotion I went through being in the United States of America because living home, it was like good friends, good books, status and respect, emotional and intellectual and spiritual satisfaction. When you decide to embark upon the United States of America, it's like a roadmap. It's a mm -hmm. compass. And USA means you suffer alone. So I have really gone through my own personal suffering. And the only thing that gave me the courage to move on was to have within me a spiritual emphasis that allowed me to really climb the ladder because I had to every day call to worship to Elohim, Jehovah God, who created us and he invoked his divine presence upon me, otherwise I could never have made it in the United States of America. Every day I had to praise him like Miriam and pray like Hannah and fast like Esther and discern like Anna and trust like Mary and have that faith and accept the placement like Elizabeth. And I tell you, it was no easy task, but by the grace of God, I made it through. Yes. You shared with me that you... You also went to uh, went on to study Hebrew. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I worked with Jewish families, and they were very kind to me in some respects. So I decided that I would write a letter to the law garbage, that is the more religious Jews, and I would go. So what they do, which I did not know at that time, they invited me to come in for an interview and it's like they push you away. Why do you want to do Judaism? Why not go to the library or to do something? It was really discouraging. But because of the resilience in me and the determination, I decided I am going to study Judaism. So as a result, they gave me the okay, which my husband had to send a letter from Jamaica to really give okay for me to even study Judaism. In the process, I read 726 books. And they, you know, uh, after I was through and interviewed, I embraced a level of Judaism and was given the privilege to go to yeshiva to study Hebrew. So I speak Hebrew as a second language. It was hard, but it was as a result of doing that, that it opened my understanding to the moral, ethical, spiritual, and intellectual components that you can possess in this country. So it was a result of studying and doing all of that right gave me that strength to be able to go back to school and complete my five degrees i started out at three dollars an hour and i would even tell you the figure when i retire june of this year thank you
Right, right, right. Amazing, amazing. That's great to hear. You're quite a determined lady. Yeah, I also went and did the program at Hackensack Medical Center to become a chaplain. So I also have under my level, uh, I am also a chaplain and have just been honored to be able to marry people and to counsel people. The journey in America has been rough, but if you are determined to push no matter what, you can do it. You can do it. And if I have done it, I have four children, one by adoption and two of my own. One I adopted is in the Army. My first daughter is a professor at John Hopkins University in Maryland. My baby is a principal in New York, and my son is a lead teacher in Paris. And I'm just giving God the glory that although I have four children of my own, I have mothered so many children. It's unbelievable. So thank you yes. so much. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. You said you shared with me that you were supporting um, some young people in Jamaica to, you know, who are less fortunate. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I adopted one of the shelters there. And what I would do, I would send clothing and other stuff to the charity home. And dependent on this particular lady who has been extremely good in making sure the kids got coloring books, every little thing that would make thing that would make them happy. And as a result, I have now opened up like a foundation there. And this very consistent woman has been kind enough in taking on the role. But what I discover, if I get discouraged or despondent over life, and I just pull something from my reservoir and give to others, it becomes a blessing to me more than to the people that I have given. So there's so many people I've put roofs on their, um, their house that has been blown off. I've helped them in so many capacities that I'll never be able to know those people. It's like footprints on the sands of time. I throw it in the sea. And God, so many times I look back and see how the blessing that I have thrown in the sea has come back to be a success to me in one way or the other. Okay. And these are people that you work with, like, one-on-one, um, -on -one, or are you you're providing I, the support through an, an organization? Yeah, I, I, I supply the support, but I go to Jamaica at least five times for the year and go and do workshop. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist by religion, and um, so because of that, I do go and do workshops for the different schools, Harrison Memorial High School, St. Mary High School, and really empower teachers. I also, for five years, worked with the government to go every summer to help women who were building daycare in their homes and help them to build not only their self-esteem, but also give the reservoir and the encouragement, both morally and financially, that they can start a life of their own rather than being totally dependent on men. Right, right. Wow. Now you're doing amazing also, things. Yeah, another thing is that there are a group of students at Northern Caribbean University they're in university, but they cannot afford it. So when I have a buyer or a synopsis of 
students who are really trying, especially in their third or fourth years of year of college, and it's financially that it's hitting them. I also make allowance to do some overtime work or something and send some money to help them to finish college. I also work in the prison where I go and counsel people. So all of this just go right back to Jamaica to help those who are need. Because when I think of where I'm coming from and where I am today, it's only the grace of God why I still be able to do what I'm doing. Thank you. Right, right. So um, can you speak to, I don't know if you're able to go through or share a bit about some of the challenges that you faced over the years. Um, I can imagine, uh, you know, getting yeah, adjusted yeah. And, and so forth. How did yeah, all that work tough. out? It was hard because my husband was at home with the children and um, getting the children here, getting them adjusted, have the determination that no matter what, all of them will be going to college. And um, don't you forget, too, I'm a black woman, and sometimes you might be going towards a Jewish endeavor, and somebody may just come and say to you, so why are you here? And um, you have to have that self-esteem to be able to look beyond you know, I would say ignorance and just do what you have to do when you have to do it without worrying about how people feel about it, going to college. And even when I started, um, the name of my college was Felician College, the Catholic College. And the first um, seven months is that I did very well. I was always on, on a roll. And then someone just came and said I was so deep with the Jamaican accent that they wanted me to do, do a writing log because of my diction and there I had to put a lawyer in so when it was finished and they gave me the, the credit to be a valedictorian I refused it because if you thought my diction was not up to date why would you still give me a four point and want me to be valedictorian for the class so mm -hmm. there are lots of obstacles that we do face and if you're not determined and other things that I wouldn't go into certain store because I think that it was set for only a certain class of people, Bloomingdale's and what have you. I also was one of those individuals who would go to the thrift shop and buy clothes, wash them, wear them. And I, I just look back right now and in spite of all of that, today I can celebrate that I can step into any store and buy whatever I want to buy and do whatever I have to do because of the love of God that constrained me and for me to hold my hands up high and say, I'm so happy as an immigrant. I am proud of life and success and where my journey has taken me. So each and every one of you who may be listening or may have the privilege of listening, never give up. You have to turn on the searchlight and do some self-actualization. Look at yourself in the mirror. And if you can't tell yourself you're beautiful, if you can't talk a little nicer to yourself today, you won't be able to help anyone tomorrow. Mm. Wow, that's great advice. Great advice. Um, was there anything in particular about the American culture that was, uh, I, I guess you can say shocking or strange or you found it like a big adjustment for you coming from the Caribbean into such a large company and particularly I think you're in the north, right? In the New Jersey, New yes. York area. So there's so many different well, types of people there. Yes, it's a, it's a global group. 
Um, when I came first, I had a struggle because I went to the telephone company and was trying to get a job there. But all I had to write on it was the fact that I was a teacher in Jamaica. And in a very abrupt way, um, someone said, if you were a teacher, how do you think you're going to get a job in the telephone company? I went to the Board of Education to look for a job at that time, like a teacher's aide. And the, the Director of Human Resources said to me, why are you looking for a teacher or a teacher's aide job? Why not go and look for a job and clean people's homes? And life turns in such a way that when I became a teacher, the very person who was in the human resource was then now the principal of the school that I'm doing my internship with. Mm. And she was struggling. She was struggling to finish her doctorate. And I was able to step in to help her and to see her graduate from Columbia University. She was so shocked at the fact not only did I help her, she was an only child and had refused to bring her mother to the graduation because her mother was sickly and in a home. And I volunteered and paid for the van and went in the van with the mother to Columbia University for her to witness her daughter graduating with her doctorate degree. Wow. And this was somebody who turned you away? Turned me away. Yeah, told me that I should go and do clean people's homes. Because in other words, I wasn't good enough to even apply for a teacher's aid with them system. But I thank God for her because as a result, I would have been complacent as a nurse's aide, as a teacher's aide. But because she turned me down, it gave me the opportunity to go back to school and thank God for her not seem good in me because it's as a result of that that I did two bachelor's, two masters in my doctorate. And I'm so grateful. So sometimes people really hit you hard in life, but use the hit as an opportunity. I will not give up. Resilience is the key word that should yes. be used. Right. That is a robe as a campus. How did she how did she respond like later on when you basically returned you know with kindness and and was so open to to her and supporting her she was she was good because she afterwards she said to me oh my god i can't believe it i can't believe it and was trying to be nice like what did you give me her dresses no i did not want it but it so happened that she got sick and the last thing she did she died now before she got sick she called me in and wanted to give me a check and tell me how thankful she was and she saw for what she did. But even though I wasn't where I am today, I was kind enough to thank her, prayed with her, but I did not take her money. Mm. Wow, wow. So you mentioned a little bit that you had um, a Jewish family who was um, kind to you and which led you to studying Hebrew. Are there any, uh, what are some of the opportunities that, that uh, helped you to study? Did you work and pay for school or did you find scholarships no. or how I did got, that work I got, out? Yeah, I got scholarships and I, I really paid a little, but I work and pay, work and pay. So you go on a payment plan, you know, and my husband chipped in when he could. And um, it was a journey because it was so rough because I had to, work at night at a nursing home, bathe at the nursing home, change my clothes, 
and be able to give my husband the dirty clothes to go home while I take the B80 to go to Lodi Felician College. There were times, because I work at night, that the bus took me further than I should have been. And so I was late for, for school because the, the bus took me to the garage in Passaic and had to take me back to Lodi. There are times, because I work at night, I would be sleeping. Instead of doing the class, it's a good thing I take my classes. So sometimes I was snoring so hard that you never know it was the t- taping or the reading. But somehow God kept me. Mm. Somehow God kept me. So the journey was really, really rough, especially working 11 to 7, getting up, changing the patients, doing well, $3 an hour, and then having a shower at the nursing home changing your clothes in order to go to college. And then there was another barrier. When I was through, I had to do my final internship. They put me in a school, an area in Lodi that was predominantly white. And okay. some, of those kids were, some of those kids were rude enough to say, I don't like black, or my mommy knows that I don't like black. Yet I had to rise above it and still try to pretend as though I don't hear what they're saying, but the pragmatic language was very hurting for me. And mm. so I struggled through days you cry. So some days you wonder if you could do other things, but God just kept you because you know, if I was supposed to get a thousand dollars, nothing would stop me on my way to run to my monument here to get it. So mm. I use it as though I'm on my way to success. So what people want it does not affect me. I remember being in class and I was doing U.S. studies, uh, history, and I had a group of white kids. They were young and they were so prejudiced. I was like the oldest person in the class. And all they did was giggle and act up. And when the first semester came through and I got all A's, all of a sudden the student wanted me to be the mother for the class for them. And I was mm. kind enough since I realized that there were certain things I had to let them know you can't make it, you can't do that. So those were some of the obstacles that were very hard for me. Another thing, I never did physics in high school. And in order to finish my first degree, I had to do physics. No way I thought I would have made it. But for every class, I go to three learning centers. And in the end, I finished that class with an A. And I know it was only God who carried me through the journey. At the nursing home, I had to hide at night because there were some nurses who would always say, why did you have so many books reading? And I pretended as though I was only reading, but I was doing my bachelor's. But if the nurse knew I had to do this, she would have hardened my work and made it more challenging for me. So it was when she saw in the papers that I had a bachelor's with honor, she was so shocked and upset with me. Imagine you were studying and I was asking you, and you never one day shared with me that you were in college. That's it. Mm. Well, you, th- you think that she would have made it more difficult for you she not rather yes. than making it helpful for you to study? Yeah, she would have made it harder for me. Mm. She would have changed my assignment. And maybe gave, she would have given me the hardest patience to work with. There are times right. I would go to the room and, and let the light stay on because after I finished changing the patient, I would sit in there. Now you have lights and you have cameras. 
And so I was sitting there for an extra 10 minutes just to be able to go over maybe a paragraph or two of an assignment that I do have to complete. Wow. That's, oh, my goodness. Um, and you had, were your children with you at the same time? No, when I came first, they weren't here because I had to set the foundation. And so my husband brought them up, all of them, five, my four children and my husband. And so, but I had a Jewish community that was very kind to me. There were people who had children who had finished college. And so I got some of their furniture. They were able to help me to set up my cupboard of food. It was a challenge because by the time my husband came with the children at that time, I wasn't working off such. I had a little days to work here and a little days work there, but nothing that I could tell you. It's only great grace of God and he working in the railway industry in Jamaica and come here and have to work in a factory with glass to melt glass every day. He comes home. I want to go back home. I want to go back home. And there I am with the children. And I'm saying, now you're not going to leave me with these four children. I cannot do it. So it was really fight and flight yes wow um wow now all of you have um i have overcome quite a bit and um yes my, my goodness husband, my husband went back to school and did an associate degree in computer eventually got a job with the railway um the transit bus company retired at a very decent salary and um my daughter is at john hopkins university hospital my son is a lead teacher and my baby is a vice principal in New York. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, and, and not without um, determination and hard work. And I never said to them, you had to go to college because they all saw what I went through. In fact, my big girl would help me to type up some of my papers. And I'm still eternally grateful to that girl. So mm. she went to college and by 18, she was already an RN. 18? So, yes, because she finished high school very early here. She was 16 when she finished high school because she was already in a high school in Jamaica, in Malik Makinet Concession, doing very well. So she came here. So they wanted to put her back, and her father stood up for it and said, no, my child will not be put in to a class that she has already completed. So. Right, right. So she completed early. Well, uh, yeah, she probably would have finished on time too in Jamaica, right? Because 16 yes. is also an age to be done in, in Jamaica as well. Yeah, and what happened when they come here? So I fight for that too. They have the propensity to put back the kids or put them in English as a second language if they're not sure. So I also work as an advocate against that because if your child is capable, if the child is capable, don't push the child back. Move the child forward. Right, right. My goodness. Another thing in the high school is that being there 26.5 years is that I, I love young people. I love them and I fight for them. And so I still got the, the title as mother. I've gotten twice teacher of the year. And I'm just grateful to God for so many things that he has done for me with humility. Yes, I am yes. just thankful, thankful. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to even be able to speak with you this afternoon. Oh, you're welcome. I you're welcome. We have this space for 
for immigrants to hear your story to because we recognize no one probably has ever asked right no is number no. one right and we find that it can be healing it can it can be um empowering to have people tell their stories so that's why we're here yeah, and another thing too, I'm grateful to you as a person too, because another thing is that a lot of, especially women, come here and quit to go into shelter or sisters and because they're suffering and they don't know, want to, to be known because a lot of us label ourselves as not going into therapy because they feel that we might be mad or crazy. But whenever you're on the, under the weather and you have an opportunity, talk to someone. Talk yes. with someone because, you know, all of us go through a period of grieving. We might not go, you know, through a death, but you can be grieving because of disappointment and frustration. And that can really dampen your life and it can put you in a situation that you never dream you were in. So sometimes you end up making poor choices. You know, and remember, the primary way God comforts people is through people. So, mm. and remember, hurting people hurt people. And so yes. because of the people hurt you because they're hurting. And, you know, the closer you get, the more God can get to you and help you through your journey. Right, right. So you shared with me that you were working with, um, uh, I'm not sure if it's a women's shelter, but I know you were um, working with uh, some women in some precarious situation. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I work with Shelter or Sister, but I also work with the Women's Rights Information Center. And what happened, because of the situation that these immigrants in, sometimes they do end up in jail. And you know the quickest thing, they get frustration and they're going to tell you everything because they don't want to go home. But many times when you get into that situation, if you just have someone who can really advocate for you and what happened because I worked in the prison to help my students, I kind of get around to the lawyers who do not charge. So, you know, especially... As a woman, if you have a case to say you were battered or the situation was something of that order, there is no need. You don't have to be sent home. You can be helped. But it's just to know who you go to in order to help you on the journey. Right. And when you say sent home, do you mean sent back into that domestic um, violence situation or back to their country? Back to their, a lot of women feel they're going to be sent back to their country. Okay. Or the partner threaten them, if you don't come back to me, I'm going to let you go home. So you stand in the middle and you don't know how to do it, what to do. So you end up more bruised, enraged, ashamed, depressed, sad, frustrated, guilty, embarrassed, confused. And so it becomes so overwhelming when you had spoken or had a talk with someone who you thought could help you, the journey becomes easier and you realize it's not as what they say. You don't have to be sent home. 
It's just being able to get the right person to communicate with. Right, right. Okay. Um, any other advice you would have for new residents or new immigrants about how to adjust and make their journey here in the United States a more peaceful and abundant journey? Yes. What happened when you come here? Everyone cannot be your friend. And you cannot tell everybody your story. Because mm. everyone you come with, as I said, every person you meet is fighting a harder battle. Mm. And you can be in a battle with someone talking and be, that person becoming your best friend. And they are intimidating you rather than you moving on. So you have to determine what, why am I here? How do I intend to do it? What can I do? Is it that I'm going to look domestic work? I'm going to do this. But if you have the intention to stay, fight your battle. Fight your battle. Push forward. You must know who, what, when, and where you're going to hold on to. That will care. And if you have to make some cards and go from house to house and say, I'm willing to do some housekeeping, you'd be surprised to know. It can work. It will work. So my suggestion to you as a new immigrant, be determined. Decide, do I want to stay here? I want to go home. And if your determination is to stay here, hold tight. You must know what you use as resilience to hold on to. But remember, you can make it with a roadmap. What is your roadmap? My roadmap was to hold on, hold on, knowing that my day will come. Your day will come. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But your day will come. And so no matter what, no matter what you're going through, no matter how things look hard, be determined that I'm going to press, pray until something happens. So use the word push, pray until something happens. Very well said. Uh, we have a new segment in the show where we ask, and you know, if you have any input, if you don't, it's okay. Is there any one thing you would encourage new residents, new immigrants not to say or do? Because it's such a complex culture that we operate in, you know? Don't, and so... Don't, don't, don't use the word I'm a deportee or I am... Um, um, there's a term they use now, like I'm, I'm an unlegal or I'm not a legal resident. No, no, don't use those are negative terminology. Avoid it. I'm here, and I intend to make this my journey. So keep your way positive, because if you start saying negative things, if you start saying negative things, then the world is going to be negative with you. So you have to be positive. I don't know. You know, God is great, not just because nothing is too big for him, but because nothing is too small for him. So you have to decide, you know, if you want to see God move, sometimes you need to make a move. Wow. Wow. That mean, I mean, I guess, is it faith without works is dead? Is that what you're... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to find your voice, you need to hear the voice of God. You know, there are some little things that you just have to hold on to. 
because God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies the call. You know, and just look at things like God is great and not because nothing is too big for him, but because nothing is too small for him. So, so make your own little thing. The only way you can fail at prayer is if you quit praying. And remember, we say push, pray until something happens. Yes, yes, yes. Great advice. Great advice, Mrs. Walker. We thank you for sharing your story with us today. Thank you, too. Thank you for inviting me. I just want to let you know you made a mark and not a scar. And if everything doesn't even look as well as it should with this forum, may God crown your sacrifice with a success because just being able to share it with you is therapy for me as a person. Yes, that's wonderful. Wonderful to hear. Well, we're going to continue to trust God as, as we've um, stepped out and uh, we're, we're here to listen and uh, provide that platform for people to tell their story and encourage other people. So thank you so much. And um, as sisters, I don't know if you have brothers, we are sisters of rare distinction. And so all you have to do is to bless God and do the best you can. And even if you're not a believer, remember, you need peace of mind, peace in your mind and right mind. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I hope we never lose touch with each other. No, no, no. I have your, I have your number and, um, you know, I'm here and you're doing a lot and, um, you know, I know people who are strong like you are. You need your own system of support as well. So, you mm -hmm. know, we're, we're here. If I ever can do anything for you, you know, just let me know. I know you Thank just you. Went, through, uh, went through a fire and God has blessed you with, um, mm -hmm. you know, with getting back your things in order. And so, but you, you know, I would, I, I would encourage you to, I hope you're getting some rest. <laughs> You know, because you know, you've done so much. You've done so much, so you have to take care of yourself, you know? You're right. But after seven months out of the house, it's just rewarding and refreshing to be back in my home. And a lot of things that I have lost, I no longer put value on things, but rather people, because you can lose it in the middle of the night. You know, I was one of those who were thankful that I had like a Louis Vuitton bag and all of the people when they were doing the refurbishing, etc., they took all the jewelry, all of this, all of that. Are you serious? Yes, they can be replaced. Pray for me. I, I have little things that I'm still grieving about, grieving about. But, uh, yes. it can be so keep on praying for me that God would give me the strength. Not Every now and then it kind of hit me, but I'm trying to be strong. So thank you, and I hope as you... Send across my message. Someone will be touched by it. Yes, yeah, I think they will. You're a strong woman, and I pray that God will continue to keep you and inspire you. you because that's what keeps us all going, right? And, yes. um, and thank you so much. All right, so have a great afternoon, okay? I'll be in touch, and thank you for the kind hospitality extended. Thanks so much. Bye -bye. You're welcome. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for another episode of The Immigrant Experience in America. As this is a new podcast, 
We welcome any and all support. If you have not done so already, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also support us by completing a five-star rating and review and sharing our podcast with your friends, family, and circle of influence. <laughs>